am always, I am always and almost ready to do a podcast. Always and almost ready. Mm-hmm. Tanner Olson podcast. Right. Here we are. We've done it. Another podcast. We've started it. Here it is. We've, pr- we've pressed record and now <laughs> we're listening. And and now we're here. I mean, so, we're talking. That's good. Tanner, man, how are you doing? Well, and here, let me preface that with, this is kind of a little bit of like, not only is it Christmas season, but like you're gearing up. NBA starts pretty soon, right? We are in the thick of the preseason. I got to tell you that Sarah is just so excited that the NBA is back. Um, I bet. I, I, bet. I cannot. I cannot emphasize that how much joy the NBA brings her. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, no, it's yeah. The NBA is back, and I I'm excited for it. But also, I think over this past year, I've I've you and I, you and I've had these conversations about basketball, and, and for you, it's baseball. But it's not the most important thing in my life anymore. Yeah. And there's other things that are taking place, and there's other things that have that need my time and my energy and my responsibility. But I mean, when the evening comes, I am always excited to to watch a game and mm-hmm. to figure out like what moves are going to happen. And I don't know. It's just it's it's kind of the way that I rest. And so I'm looking forward to having that, especially during Christmas. Uh, and with this being our super special Christmas episode, super special uh, Christmas episode. Cue the cue the sleigh bells, Matt. That's it. That was awesome. Thanks for putting that in, man. Um, but. I mean, one of my favorite Christmas traditions is watching NBA on Christmas day. I mean, that's what, that's how I celebrate the birth of Christ. Now you might do it in a different way, but that that's, that's the way that the spirit moves me. So I'm going to do it, you know? So, well, and that, that brings us to a a good topic, which is Christmas traditions. So for you, a Christmas tradition is like open presents, say, Sarah, I love you. And then turn on the NBA for the rest of the day. My Christmas tradition is sweatpants, but I have been celebrating wearing sweatpants pretty much the whole year. I mean, it's not been much different. Um, Our Christmas traditions as a couple have been, have, you know, gone back and forth because we've always been in Florida for most Christmases with my family. Mm -hmm. And this year we're going to be, we're going to try to be in Indiana with her family. Um, And so I don't know, we've never had just a Christmas of, of just the two of us, um, and then when we got married, we got married three days after Christmas. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, we're, we're still trying to figure out those traditions, but we always find time just to be, just to have a little time for the two of us and to exchange gifts, but it's nothing ever too extravagant. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? What do y'all do? Um, I think uh, our biggest traditions are, so when we were um, in St. Louis, there was one year we couldn't go home. And we just were like, man, we really want Tex-Mex. And we're like, well, let's, let's cook our own. And so we had a Tex-Mex feast and that became a tradition Christmas Eve. We have some form of Tex-Mex feast. Uh, luckily Chelsea locked down a tamale lady, um, which is like when you, you live in Texas, that sentence. you've got to have a tamale lady. So, uh, no, I can't Tanner because I know it sounds weird, but listen, people here in Texas, like there, there's someone's, someone's abuela is out there and she's making, she's going to make bank selling tamales for Christmas. And you gotta, you gotta, you know, kind of hustle it, you know, down and push people out of line and be like, no, these are my tamales. And, uh, 
So I miss, I miss Texas. I miss the food from Texas. Right. And that's for us. That was the thing was like, we, we missed, you know, home. So we did this Tex-Mex kind of feast. And that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions in Texas <laughs> is tamales. And so Do you, what, what are your like, this i mean usually when we talk about food we're talking about thanksgiving but do you have i i personally would much rather have whatever is being served on christmas or around christmas than what's happening around thanksgiving just personal preference just you know i'm gonna say it i and i hope people disagree with me because this is the only place i like to cause conflict when i can't see you face to face yeah but fair, fair. um i mean i'm a, I, I have my all of my teeth are sweet teeth sweet tooth teethies um but I, I would much rather have what we're having on christmas do you have any like christmas our christmas our christmas day christmas. is yeah, yeah, yeah. homemade cinnamon rolls and that was oh. growing up my mom made homemade cinnamon rolls for christmas morning and so now that's my um you take that's that my go-to and so i i make cinnamon rolls i'll wake up early and um either have made the dough the night before or um wake up early and make it and then uh i make a full batch just for the two of us because then you're just snacking on cinnamon rolls for the next two days which nobody's so, mad about that no no it's no one is that it is glorious and uh there's the for me christmas morning is not christmas morning without homemade cinnamon rolls you know we all kind of have those things it's like okay what makes it christmas morning and for me it's like the homemade cinnamon rolls make it yeah so you know for me most mornings aren't a morning if it's not homemade cinnamon rolls um and that's that's one of the things that sarah really had a hard time adjusting to when we got married contract i said hey we have to have homemade cinnamon rolls every morning and i don't make them so she's been yeah she's She's my doing mom's great. my mom's been flying out uh, every morning since I <laughs> moved away uh, to make new homemade cinnamon rolls. What about Nobody for you? What's it, what's what's your Christmas morning food um, or Christmas day food? My mom would always make monkey bread. Oh, another phenomenal choice. Which I I want to know. I want to be in the boardroom when that recipe came up, like who's sitting around and being like, you know, what we could do. And, you know, we can just get one of those, those weird looking tins, throw a bunch of bread in there, throw a bunch of dough in there, throw a bunch of sugar, some cinnamon, a lot of butter, bake it. We'll see what, and then we can pull it apart. It'll be finger food. We don't need plates. Genius. Genius. So I, you know what, I might try to make that this year, but um, I looked in the, in the mirror recently and I thought maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. Um, because TBH quarantine has got me real good. <laughs> I, when I was when I was uh, younger, and I'm still young, right? I'm still young. That's where you agree with me, Ted. Uh, yeah, you're still young. Yeah, you're still young. But when I was a boy, all I wanted, anytime we'd go to like a restaurant, I, I would ask, are, are there going to be rolls? Will there be rolls there? Will they be biscuits yep. on the table? You know. Um, and so I got the the nickname the Pillsbury Doughboy. And I also, this was pre, pre-puberty, so I looked like the, the Pillsbury, Pillsbury Doughboy. Doughboy. So I've worked at that a lot with the counselor, but uh, I do, I love, I love bread, but I'm also, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm looking more and more like the, the Pillsbury Doughboy these days because of the great 2020. Yeah. 
No, I think uh, uh, it's definitely been a year of being like, mm, I'll eat my feelings this morning yeah, for breakfast. What yeah. about for lunch? More feelings. Dinner, yes. Ooh, I'll I have love- feelings with a side of feelings. You know what I mean for this midnight snack? A heaping full of feelings. Two scoops of feelings. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, this is such an interesting Christmas season. I actually, uh, my cousin-in-law I, I never know how to say one. it. So it's my cousin's wife, um, who's actually a friend of mine. I got to go to college with, uh, this is one of my older cousins. He was a senior when I was a freshman at Concordia, uh, Texas. And um, got to be friends with. Thanks for clarifying. <sighs> You're welcome. Um, got to be friends with his now wife as well. She was also a senior and um, just phenomenal people. But she wrote, uh, sh- she writes for, a local parenting um, blog in, in her area in Dallas. And she wrote this great piece about it's okay to look and say, you know, that you have conflicting feelings about mm-hmm. Christmas. And I think this year it's going to be, there's going to be some of that. Um, I know for sure for us, we, we have um, my sister, my sister-in-laws are all, in the medical field. And so, um, for us to get together is either very different or just not on the table. Mm. And so like my nieces who are, you know, I have three nieces under six who, you know, are just a blast and they're, you know, we haven't seen, I think this year, the last time we saw them for a consistent period of time, was uh last was january of this year Mm -hmm. um and so i think for me i'm mourning that fact of like getting to see family um and i i know uh there are a lot of people who have, have differing opinions on, you know, what you should or shouldn't be doing for us. I mean, a major factor is just, I mean, it's with them being in the medical field, we just can't take Mm -hmm. chances. Um, but mourning a lot of that of, of missing family and, um, not, uh, our church is we're meeting in a beer garden right now which is both as cool and not as cool as it sounds as cool because we are meeting in a beer garden not as cool because it's outside and that dictates a lot of like oh what are we gonna do this week oh it's freezing cold outside okay that'll be great um and you're also you're also not drinking beer right in the beer you're in the right we're just in the garden it's Um, like going to an amusement park but we're not riding the rides yeah we're just sitting at that that one pavilion that like is used for nothing like Mm -hmm. doesn't every amusement park have that there's like a little like just a little area where there are a bunch of benches and a stage and you're like i've been to this amusement park several times and have never seen anyone using this um, but here we are. We're really using it now. Yeah. Um, not so the beer garden. Anyways. But, you know, I'm mourning that um, in terms of, man, I, there was something when we hit October and it was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to be in some form of this until the end of the year. Right? Like right. that for me was the realization point. Um, 
I realized how much of my, how, how I was looking forward to like Christmas Eve candlelight, you know, service, like just some normalcy, like everyone there together with the candles and you know, the whole nine yards. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to mourn that a little bit and be like, Oh, we're not going to be able to do that. We're doing something online to kind of emulate that, but it's still, you know, won't be the same. So, yeah, it is. I mean, we talk about this and every podcast seems to be talking about this. It is, it is a tough year to, to look forward to the things that you want to look forward to because it's yeah. going to look different. And I read the article too, that your cousin posted and it was beautifully written. I think hopefully we'll be able to link that in the show notes. Um, but it was what, you know, it's like holding both of these, these, these two feelings and it's, they're both heavy. Like it's hard to hold um, joy and sadness or fear at the same time. Um, and especially stepping into the holidays where it's like, for a lot of us, the table is going to look different this year, yeah. whether that's because somebody passed away or because somebody won't be able to make it because of profession or views or whatever it may be. But I think that, you know, division is one of those things that, that keeps popping up and Christmas and Thanksgiving and holidays. It's always a time when we can just kind of be a family or be friends around the table together. And this year, you can't even have that, especially after the hard year that, that we've had COVID aside. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be, it's hard to be alive in 2020, but guess what? It's almost 2021. So basically everything that's happened this year is going to go, it's just going to go away. That's we right, get a fresh right. as restart as on 2021. Over. As soon yep, as it's yep, done. Yep. And, uh, no, but it, so what are, what are some things, uh, you know, there are exciting things, right? Like I'm presence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and, uh, I have found out, um, that I am pretty excited for the online thing we're doing that. I think there's some mm-hmm. cool potential there. Um, I'm excited, uh, just to spend time with Chelsea. Like that's been a lot of fun. Um, over Advent and stuff, us doing devotions together and just getting to hang out, which is a lot of fun. Um, we're going to get to see her parents. They live in town here. And so we're going to, they have a big backyard and we're going to socially distant, you know, kind of spread out in chairs in the backyard. It's going to be a blast. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm also, I've just found myself, um, even with my pre black Friday, Christmas music embargo, I have found myself uh, really enjoying like Christmas music in a new way this year. Mm. And there's something about like listening to Christmas music on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. That's just like a little more exciting. Um, And so I'm I'm excited for just kind of that, that, you know, you got, you got to psych yourself up. Yeah. Right. And I mean, yeah. I've been listening to our Ted and Tanner's Christmas playlist, and I've also been listening so to, um, and I mentioned this when we talked about Christmas songs, uh, but my, one of my favorite Christmas albums is a hardcore album by the band August Burns Red. And so they just take all these popular, fantastic Christmas songs and they just shred. And for me, and, and, and Sarah is just like, like, my wife is like, you can't, we can't listen to this again. 
and it's <laughs> all I listen. It is all I listen to in the month of December. It's just on repeat over. And I'm just, it, it, it brings me this weird joy, but also I think one of the things that Christmas music does is it, it like l- takes your stress and kind of pushes it down, like eases it away. And studies have shown that that's what hardcore music does, but we're not going to get into that right now. But for me, like listening to that, it's just like, I feel more relaxed. I feel more at home. And I, and then I'm I'm more excited for Christmas. Um, It's a little gift to myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm, it's just, there's, there's something there. Like there's something about music this time of year. um, Mm -hmm. That's just so great. And I think another thing I'm pretty pumped about, I mean, obviously Tex-Mex Fiesta Fest. Um, This year we're deciding to do a big, just giant nacho bar, which I'm very excited for. Question. Yes. And and this might just have to be the rest of the podcast. Maybe this is, this podcast is now titled nachos. It's not, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm going to tell you the episode is going to be Ted and Tanner Christmas special. This episode is titled nachos, nachos. But what, if you're building, and this is what the people want. They want to know how do we build nachos. Let's do it. Come on. Come on. Um, But also, is there a Christmas nachos? I know you can buy green, green and red chips. Will we? Probably not because we get no. real specific about the chips we buy, right? Okay. Let me, so hear, let me hear your chips. Here's the thing. I have, there are two types of chips that I like if I'm deciding, right? Um, the first kind is uh, on the border. Yes. And their tortilla chips. There's some taste and the thickness is just you know, chef's kiss. Right. Um, now those chips as chips go are a little more expensive, but a good ratio, like a good lift amount, you can carry a bunch of toppings. Um, but we have discovered, um, we really like the real thin, like restaurant style chips. And there's something about that, that like, it's just so good. And um, if you're not we're, from Texas, we're on the same chip page, my friend. Yeah, we're on yeah, the yeah. Same chip off the old chip page. <laughs> chip off the old chip. Um, if you're not from Texas, let me let me spin a yarn here about uh, the legend that is H E B. So, uh, basically, south of Dallas. Um, there's a grocery store chain called H-E-B, named after the man who started it, uh, whose last name is Butts. So smart Herbert E. Butts. Butts, yes. Um, So smart going with H-E-B. But H-E-B is the best grocery store on the planet. Can't confirm. And there's there's no in between. Like... You might say, oh, what about Trader Joe's? I'll give you, they have some things. But H-E-B, number one, their slogan is great because it's here, everything's better. And I've never seen a slogan more true. But their um, bakery does now does fresh restaurant-style chips. And imagine... And they also make their own, own tortillas there as well. The tortillas are... Like, we have friends that move away from Texas... 
and like we ship them tortillas and um it is there was actually a little bit of a revolt in the middle of uh pandemic because heb changed their tortilla recipe and it gummed up the machines and for about a month and a half there were no fresh heb tortillas and it was i mean the closest we've ever been to civil war in texas what else can can 2020 bring am i right exactly but so heb makes these great chips so we'll probably get those um and the great thing too is everything's so fresh so tanner i'll give you i'll start and then you go of what makes and i'm not talking good nachos i'm talking your nachos yeah so for me what i want um so nacho bar and what i want is i want some um fajita meat either steak chicken or both um and uh i want um some refried beans i want uh queso yeah and if they're my nachos i don't i don't want your valveda queso i want that's not queso i want like torches (laughs) yeah i mean if, if if i had a choice torches queso yeah. But um and then you gotta throw some guac, some sour cream. Um yeah. I'm probably not gonna throw green onions on mine, but I I'm not against people who do. Um and then you gotta have some kind of salsa. Uh whether it's you know like a can of salsa or like uh um some fresh jar of salsa. Yeah. <laughs> could and, be a can, could be a jar, could be a bag. We could never had bag salsa oh man i got i got a bag a bag salsa guy you got to have one a bag salsa guy i locked i locked that guy up years ago you especially around this time of year you got to have a bag salsa guy so how about how about you tanner (laughs) bag salsa guy what's what's on your nachos am i missing anything you're not you're thinking well it depends on the direction that you want to go with your nachos now i um i'm a sauce guy I'm a Fair. sauce man. I love Fair. a good sauce. I have been known to make like uh, buffalo ranch nachos or even just barbecue nachos. So it kind our, of depends uh, on the base that you're going with. Our good friend Doug Bender used to make a buffalo chicken dip that I would say that could possibly make my nachos. But continue. Oh, it could be on there. And that's a fantastic dip. I've made the mm. recipe. Um, I'm, here's How about this? I'm going to tell you what I don't want on my nachos. Ooh, I like this. I like this. Go ahead. Because everything that you said was was dead on. I would agree. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily want guac on my nachos. I want well, guac you want on, on the, the side. side of my nachos. Yeah, I want because there's going to be that chip. Fair. It's like, how did you not get touched? Yeah, you have no goodness on you. Yeah, first of all, that's when you know you made the nachos. See, here's my thing. When you go to a restaurant and you order nachos, which is most of the time a mistake, what they do yeah. is they just pull it like they pile up chips and then they put everything on the top. But right. like now I'm, I'll get to the bottom and it's just layers, chip. layers. Yeah. yeah, we have to do layers, or you have to bake it on a sheet, right? Yes. And so you just yes, lay yes, out yes. the chips and then you you decorate each one like it's a Christmas cookie, mm-hmm. Christmas nachos. That's a tie-in. But I don't mm-hmm. want black olives. I don't want black olives on right. anything. I don't who think black that olives decision? should exist. No, like. Who looked at black olives and was like, oh my gosh, we need to put these on everything. If you're somebody who likes black olives, one thing olives should be in olive oil. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Or the trash. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Can't disagree with that. Um, Yeah. That's basically it. 
I don't want olives. Now, <laughs> I, that's it. Now, I, I'm not a huge jalapeno guy, but if it's on there, it's on there. But I don't want a, like, the way that they cut them, I think is wrong. I want you to cut them up like an onion, right? See, like, and that's why I you would. You know, little, little squares. I would spread lean it out. more towards like a, I, I don't want the um, pickled jalapenos, right? Like you would go, you know, you go to a yep. football game and they just pour it on and then you put, put oh, that's not nachos. That's mm-hmm. chips with cheese sauce. We're yep. talking like, I want some real meat, right? And we're not talking just straight taco meat. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But these are like the only meat I would sub out my fajita meat for is if, you know, maybe I'm in the mood for some chorizo. I think chorizo is a good decision. Um, but no, I think whoever thought nachos and black olives uh, lives north of the Red River. And I just can't get behind them. I actually, I don't get, can't get behind them. I don't want to get near them. I don't want to be around Agreed. olives. Just Agreed. not. Now, and there are some people who are like, I love olives. You are a different kind of person. And I respect our differences. And I hope that you can respect when I say, you're wrong. Yeah. You're yeah. wrong. So I think I'm having nachos. I think nachos are going to be my new Christmas tradition. I, I think I think you have to. You I think, can, yeah. You might have a cooked goose. We're having nachos. That's it. That's it. Get We're that ham nachos. out of here. Mm. I Imagine. Every, time I eat, every time I eat ham now, I think of you. I was shocked when you told me you don't like ham. Listen, here's the thing with ham. It's the worst part of the pig. Like bacon, you got bacon. And you're going to eat ham? You got like, you know, you could do pulled pork with ham. Here's what I will, I will rescind that comment. When you put it on a, a Cuban sandwich, a little Cubano, I'm okay with it. Yeah. But like. Yeah. And ham it's, by itself, I'm, not for me. I, I understand. I respect And I, I know people who love it, who go, hey, listen, it's Christmas. We need ham. And here's the thing. I'm not going to take it away from them. I know, as opposed to olives, that I would smack out of someone's hand. If someone says, hey, I want a Christmas ham, I go, you know, that sounds Christmassy. Because you put the I'm word not... Christmas. There's no such thing as Christmas olives. Right, exactly. And if there, there, is, if there were, that's There cool. is such a thing you as Christmas the... nachos. Why? Because we just invented it. Trademarked. We're making our own Christmas nachos. Stay tuned, Dude, social media. I'm going to put it on the Instagram. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to insta the junk out of that. <laughs> now, Ted, Tanner, we have ahead. really strayed far away from the conversation. We have. We had a plan. And, and yeah. it was derailed by nachos. As most plans do. And I think I'm going grocery shopping later today. We're having nachos for dinner. Um, I have them for lunch. Who knows? Okay, let's kind of wrap up this super special Christmas episode, parentheses nachos. And I want to ask you a question. Actually, it's kind of like, you know, two questions in one. And um, as, as we've stated on this podcast and many other podcasts, the way that you ask a question on a podcast is by saying, hey, I want to ask you a question. So here's right, the right, question right. that I would like to ask you. On what would podcast. 12 you, On this podcast, Ted and Tanner do a podcast. What would 12-year-old you want for Christmas in 2020? And what would 12-year-old you want for Christmas when you were 12-year-old you? Okay, so in 2020, 12-year-old me, 100% the new Xbox. Like that's hands down, 12-year-old me would go, there's a new Xbox, must have it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Now, the funny thing is 12-year-old actual me was not allowed to have video games. Um, we didn't have video games until we were in high school. And by we, I mean me. Because somehow my brother was able to, you know, when I got an Xbox, it was like, oh, it's fine if he plays it. But, you know, not scarred we're, by that mom and your dad. Your parents were tired of just saying no. I understand. No, well, actually, just... I don't understand at all, but yeah. Yeah, no. That's because you're the youngest. Um yeah. But man, I had a lot of fun with that Xbox. So I won't be too mad. We had a blast. Um, but what did 12-year-old me actually get? I got I got some cool stuff when I was a kid. Um, and right around that time, I mean, what I actually wanted back then was the first Xbox. Um, but I got some cool Legos. Jeez, like, mister, how old are you? <laughs> exactly. Um, I always got some kind of cool Legos. Um, I remember getting a real nice pair of rollerblades one year. Um, and that those need to make a comeback. I have not seen rollerblades. Like I have not seen a child on rollerblades in, you know, an age. Yeah. yeah. So well, I always got a pack of baseball cards too. And that was always do fun. Know, do you know how hard it is to find a pack of basketball cards now? Do you have to buy like the big the the price of basketball cards is basically like Bitcoin now. It just shot through the roof. Well, that they was a twenty twenty so thing. I've mm-hmm. read about it in a couple places where it's like people have just got back into collecting cards. And I'm like, good. Because now I can sell my cards and make money. Um money, please. I, I like What about that. you, Tim? Um, as a twelve year old, as a twelve year old uh, inside, I'm a 12 year old boy inside. Um, I would want a basketball jersey, which is mm-hmm. weird because that's still what I want as a 31 year old. But uh, if this was, if I was 12 currently in 2020, I would want a Cole Anthony jersey. He, he's just been drafted by the Orlando Magic, so obviously oh. I would want that. I would get a size too small for myself and be frustrated with it later on in life. That's just how it happens. I also wrote down basketball cards and. I'd want basketball shoes. I'd probably want, I'd probably try to find a pair of Kobe's or whatever Devin Booker's. Kobe. Mm-hmm. So that, but I mean, that's what I would want right now. But when I was a boy, when I was 12 years old, and that would have been whatever 1989 plus 12 is, I would have wanted something with Michael Jordan's name or face on it. Yeah. So now that's really how that would, would have at, gone. As we've talked about what we wanted at 12, and now we're closing out this podcast. Tanner, what what do you want this Christmas? In the words of Mariah Carey, oh, gross. I don't want a lot for Christmas. All I want is you. Um, this year I'm for Christmas. Right now. <laughs> uh, you know, and I Sarah and I were talking about this the other day. My Christmas list, there's not really anything on it because as a as an adult 12 year old i can just buy the things that i want you know because i have a job um Mm -hmm. but uh on my so through our family right now we're doing elfster which is basically like online pick out of a hat this is you get and you can like upload a list of things and so i was searching the internet ebay for uh orlando magic vintage stuff to put on my desk or like around my office Mm -hmm. and i found a jonathan isaac bobblehead and that made the list. And uh, nice. there was only like, there's only several of them made. Um, and I did not 
uh, win the giveaway contest on the internet. So I, I would like to have one on my desk. Um, nice. What about you? Uh, a 12 year old me would be very disappointed, but tools like just, I'm, I'm slowly getting into woodworking, um, which by the way, like basketball cards is a great time to get into woodworking because of the forest fires and everyone's staying at home. Everyone's getting into it. So prices yeah, and of and wood the price is, of wood are just, yeah, super high. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm, and nothing super fancy. I, I just want to, I want to build stuff. Um, and so I asked for a lot of tools this year and then like, I mean, really the key uh, for those of you who haven't thought 2020 was an absolute dumpster fire, um, Parks and Rec and The Office are coming off Netflix. Um, and they will be on the new NBC streaming thing, but there will be commercials. And you know what I don't have time for? Commercials. That's appalling. Yeah. It's free with commercials. But so I on my list I have uh, the – complete series of parks and rec and the office because you know needs to have it yep needs to have it that's great um you know what you like to build things with wood i like to build nachos and i think that's what i'm going to go do right now love it so ted i've got to leave this podcast there is a pressing matter and that matter is a hole in my stomach that only christmas nachos can fill well we wish everyone a merry christmas thanks for joining us Uh, we'll have one more episode before the new year but i'm ted i'm gonna go get some nachos This has been our Nacho, I mean podcast.